You're listening to the SPE Podcast. I'm Adam Wilson, and we're talking about data and AI in the petroleum industry with Jeff Bates from IBM. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for talking with us today. Well, thank you for having me, Adam. Jeff is a 26-year veteran of the software consulting and industrial and manufacturing markets. And currently, Jeff is the Global Industry Chief Technology Officer with IBM. So today we're going to talk about data in the oil and gas industry. And as you know, the industry is famous or perhaps infamous for having vast quantities of data. And this staggering amount creates the challenge of how to find the most relevant data to answer a specific question. So where does artificial intelligence and machine learning fit in with this? Adam, I've been doing a lot of research on this for this specific podcast. And according to a markets and markets report, the artificial intelligence and machine learning market for the oil and gas business alone is predicted to be worth north of $3 billion in the next three years. And this pertains specifically to the predicted spend and investment made by companies in this vertical market. So this is not a new thing. The petroleum industry, as we all can imagine and have seen over the last nine months, has been in such a major state of disruption due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And mistakes just cannot happen that will only put more pressure on an industry already under an immense amount of financial pressure. So focusing on digital transformation in artificial intelligence has got to be a top priority for oil and gas companies that want to reduce risk, but while improving operational efficiencies in the process of making conservative capital decisions. Some other research that I found out was the average offshore oil and gas producer experiences, and I found this to be very surprising, but uh, 27 days of unplanned downtime per year, costing millions of dollars in unforeseen cost to the bottom line. And these decisions, if they're not made correctly, can affect one's job or even the entire survival of the company. So volumes of data, accounts, real-time updates, geoscience, geophysical reports, petroleum engineer insights, and other sources all exist. And unless a petroleum company has a true and what we call a cognitive computing approach, you know, much of this data is sitting in unstructured data silos, making it difficult to research, compile, and develop and recognize trends to make confident decisions. Artificial intelligence helps with this data consolidation need an approach. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, the unstructured data silos and all the different types of, of data that's there. And a lot of the data uh, that uh, the oil and gas industry has available is this unstructured data. So how can artificial intelligence be used to help access that data and make it useful? So Adam, let's talk about that question about unstructured data and how artificial intelligence can help clean and sort simplify, standardize, and really sustain operations. So there are new technologies like visual, audio, touch, speech, and reasoning machine learning that's being supervised and unsupervised learning can help collect and interpret, coordinate and analyze and display unstructured data more effectively. 
and we believe that we need to promote the use of this data from design, drilling production, HSSE, which is health, safety, security, and environment, right. and decommissioning. HSSE obviously pertains to a business making the safety, sustainability, and the environment the number one priority for the company. Right. But big data is everywhere. There's historical operational data. There's data in silos like we've talked about earlier. There's Internet of Things or IoT real-time sensor data at the well or at the field level. All that can be part of a company's digital transformation, digital maturity path, and more importantly, beating your competition. Right. Enabling a cognitive, mature approach allows AI, robotics, blockchain, IoT analytics, and digital twin technology data to be incorporated into one consolidated and mineable, mineable repository to make better and correct business decisions. Other areas like past failures data, past successes data, gathering data from different sources and domains, they're all part of this Nirvana-based cognitive solution that never stops learning. It learns and enables petroleum companies to make what we call one and done confident capital decisions. So how do you get started? So right. first, we believe an investment must be made in the infrastructure of the discussed cognitive approach. It must be business driven with, and this is very key, you have to have executive sponsorship. Right. On-premise hybrid cloud or 100% outsourced cloud solutions exist from the top technology partners and are readily available. Second, understand that artificial intelligence is a journey, it's not a destination, and that planning at every stage is very critical. And third, interview, assess, and pick a solid and proven business partner. I, I like what you uh, said about executive sponsorship. I mean, so much of this stuff needs to come from the, come from the top and work its way down uh, to get these solutions in place. The industry, has so much data because it's been collecting and storing it pretty much since the beginning. Uh, you know, first this data was saved on on paper, right? Um, uh, logs and and what have you, and then on on tape, and now it's all saved in the cloud. Um, but that adds to uh, the the struggle of of accessing it and making it useful. Um, and how, so how can uh, artificial intelligence be used to bring that legacy data into the modern age? Yeah, Adam, historically, oil and gas companies have older legacy systems that manage their businesses, and, and they're still operating in silos. And an agile approach is recommended to be able to pivot and pivot faster with readiness from a business change and technology change perspective. So okay. cognitive solutions allow companies to truly find the path in their data. So there's software that exists that now picks up and learns things like corporate jargon, understands questions and requests, deals with natural human language and slang, if you can believe it, slang, without any coding. So processes can be learned and with cognitive software solutions, it continues to learn and never stops learning. Uncovering optimization opportunities, paths within your data, and defining options and ways forward that are 
confident and correct for drillers. Answers can provide immediate impact as the value prop. And businesses that keep pace and operationalize their data are going to win, regardless of the market or industry vertical that they're playing in. History has always played an important role in operations research and AI. In partnership with our clients, we're looking for both patterns and anti-patterns, or what we call a hypothesis. Hmm. Additionally, a null hypothesis that can raise our performance in effectiveness and efficiencies is also a top priority. And the law of large numbers allows us to see the range, control points, common causes, and special causes. So our clients, again, like we talked about earlier, can act or pivot faster with higher results and less resources. To move the curve, you need to know where you are and where you're going. Right. And data is so similar to the petroleum inventory analogy. We move inventory in different containers depending on the required usage needs. Data will always be transforming where it becomes information to knowledge to action. We've discovered that action is not always electronically delivered, however. And in certain issues, we may revert to paper, tape, or a manual device like you talked about earlier for certain requirements like access to electricity, to power a device, or an externality where we required backup instructions on paper. Although artificial intelligence can clearly help transform data from paper and tape to audio, video, sensor, actuator, or reasoning scenarios with speed and efficiency, the end user, the end user determines quality of the user interface. And there's a funny quote that we've been tossing around internally, just because we can doesn't mean we should. <laughs> this is where AI can help with the reasoning part as well. Yeah, making reference to Jurassic Park. So caught up in whether or not they could. <laughs> Didn't stop to think of whether or not they should. <laughs> Much of the work of the Society of Petroleum Engineers is accomplished by members. Become a volunteer and use your knowledge and experience to influence SPE programs and activities. As a volunteer, you can enhance your leadership skills while meeting and working with other SPE members from across the globe. There are many opportunities to get involved, regardless of your experience, location, or experience level. To learn more about the League of Volunteers, visit spe.org volunteer. So all of this, um, uh, all of this data and all this legacy data, right? Um, it's, you know, one of the main problems is all the different formats that it's in. You know, you've got, um, uh, you've got this unstructured data that could be in, in emails, it could be in spreadsheets, it could be PDFs, or, or uh, there's so many different formats. There's an endless variety of, for, of formats for this, uh, for data that can be useful. Um, so what kind of standards can we look for or what kind of standards can be applied to the, this oil and gas data to make it universally valuable? Yeah, this is, I think, one of the more important parts of this of this podcast, Adam, is, you know, really in this area, we need to constantly drive home the importance of standards. Um, the balance of standards versus 
innovations or change has got to be constantly monitored. I mean, we're looking at at IBM in terms of our analytics business, it's changing every 90 to 120 days. The technology wow. is changing, the requirements are changing, the scope of what certain products do or need to do is changing. So the benefits of standardization fundamentally means that your employees will have an established time-tested process to use. And I've got to think that in oil and gas, there are many, many standard and very important processes. When done well, standardization can decrease ambiguity, decrease guesswork, guarantee quality, boost productivity, and in the end, improve employee morale. So the what standards need to be asked after the why and how mentioned earlier. The how is in the domains, domains one and two of what we call the job task analysis or CRISP method that you can leverage to your advantage. Then the what standards should then be driven by when and to what context or scenario. So the standardization of formats depends on the actions taking prior in domains one and two as a reference. You can use other methods like DMAIIC to help define those standards, but it's always preceded by sorting, simplifying, cleaning, and then standardizing where the standards is, then unsustainable because a process or technology advance has made the standard obsolete. Uh-huh. For example, look what happened when I was you know, in high school 25, almost 30 years ago. Look at the standards in video from VHS and beta. So the ability to recognize change is as important than the actual standard. Mm -hmm. The answer to these questions relies on the scenario and needs of the user defining quality that the standards must align themselves to. Business insights is where the cognitive and machine learning tools come into play driving business efficiencies, business performance. And in the end, what are we all after? Positive financial results, aiding your employees, stockholders, and consumers. Machine learning allows computers to learn and interpret the data without having humans in the way involved to interpret that same data. And here's the, the fact of the matter, Adam. Human operators make mistakes. With machine learning and artificial intelligence software, Solutions allow petroleum companies to respond faster to concerns not detected by those same humans in the process. So new connections and new insights are quickly returned to the business leveraging these technologies. Machine learning and AI allow computers to assess large volumes of disparate data, those data sets that we talked about in the many silos, and make appropriate decisions to solve complex problems, like how the human brain functions and solves problems. AI and ML programs are designed to never tire, continuously evolve and get better. They will improve and new information and data as it's ingested. As a result, AI and ML solutions allow for more effective forecasting, for example, again, without any coding or dependence on IT people, or 
data scientist resources that are near and dear to our heart that are usually busy and overburdened on other critical projects. Right. Yeah. Leveraging AI, <clears throat> an oil and gas company can enhance their business operations, employee and resource productivity, and their safety efforts. Right. Additionally, applicable data standards can be for example, adoption of AI-related chatbot technologies. CDC's got one about COVID-19. Yeah. They're all over the place. A lot of retailers are using these, these chatbot technologies. Big data standards allowing companies to better understand gathered intelligence and meaning out of the data they're managing. Another example. Um, third example is exploration robot technologies. Some of these that are now you know, new, in some cases autonomous, or planning to be autonomous in reference to ongoing testing. So there's lots of different examples where this is being done today and effectively so. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, something you said earlier uh, applies here as well. You have to know where you are and where you're going to, to do this effectively. But uh, where we are right now is standing in a sea of data. And uh, you've heard this before, I know, um, data being called the new oil, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because, I guess, because there's a lot of money in it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, oil by itself, well, it's not as useful as it could be. And so just like oil's got to be refined before you can use it, before you can put it in your car and drive around or or what the myriad things you can do with it. So much data. You have to do the. You have to refine the data as well. Um, so, what sort of things is uh, IBM doing uh, to sort of refine data from the oil and gas industry to make it more valuable? So, so Adam, in one way, shape, or form, IBM's partnered with just about every enterprise oil and gas client, um, and and we're of course. 109 years old global company in nature uh, from an innovation and support perspective. And with the global chemical and petroleum industry facing some pretty unprecedented challenges today that are ever changing and volatile crude pricing, changing socioeconomic and political environments and new forms of competition, there's all these different factors of disruption. And IBM's helping our clients in this vertical to position themselves to overcome this challenging, new, ever-changing current business climate, but also to grow revenue, improve employee productivity, take cost out of inefficient business practices, and capture efficiency, allowing our customers to join the ranks of what we call the outperformers. Yeah. So with reduced demand and increase of supply, our clients in partnership with IBM are naturally just rethinking their current strategies and cost cutting. With all of this understood, IBM is helping our clients in the areas of redesigning of business strategy and design related services, so that's number one. Number two, we're trying to help our clients digitally reinvent themselves and achieve the promises of what industry 4.0 solutions can offer a business. Third, artificial intelligence for the optimization of connected drilling and drilling determination. Previous podcast I did for SP was about where to drill, how to use AI to right. make sure you're drilling in the right spot. 
Uh, number four is improved customer experiences at the pump. And there's some other ones that we researched as well. Oil field production optimization, leveraging AI data and analytics. Yeah. Closing the skills gap, supply chain optimization and realization. And, and finally, things like quantum computing, overall business transformation for the better yeah. versus your competition, or it's around AI decision-making assistance regarding mergers and acquisitions. We're starting to see a lot of consolidation in the industry today. So we're refining and cleaning data. More importantly, like data is to inventory models are to machines. So there's analogies, but the data is the data that needs to be clean, sorted, simplified, standardized, and sustained to the requirements and to the context of the specific client. So that's how we're doing it today with our clients. Yeah, that's what people mean when they talk about the industry's digital transformation. It feels like there's a lot more to talk about. It feels like this is where the frontier is. You know, so much of uh, what the industry does, it's been doing for a very long time and has gotten very good at it. And so the advancements are incremental. What did you say the, uh, the turnaround time was or the um, how quickly things become obsolete oh it seems like in our industry especially in analytics that things are are changing every 90 to 120 days and you just have to buckle up and get ready because it's just life i mean things are innovating very very quickly it feels like this particular aspect of the industry is uh, is advancing quicker uh, than some of the other more uh, more traditional sides of the industry. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about uh, about? You know, I do, I do, and I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about you know how IBM's been involved in the oil and gas sure. industry's digital transformation, and if you look at IBM's history. Uh, even from the early days, you know, IBM has been involved in the development of solutions from, you know, hardware, software services to even financial services that we offer our clients. And the breadth and depth of IBM's 109 to I think now it's 110 year history has not been limited by industry geography or what we call domain. Um, it's really to benefit our, our customers based on the technology that we bring to bear. But it's more importantly, the people at IBM, where the knowledge is, where it's been developed, deployed, and refined. And we are obviously seeing the world changing hourly, daily. IBM's been in the enterprise space for many years and does have the history. So the question that we all ask ourselves is, can IBM continue to build on that history with the right products, places, people, price? and promotion to grow the market in the IBM corporation in general. And I think we all would agree that the answer continues to be yes. Special thanks to you, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on this podcast with you, and I hope we can do more of these in the future. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Uh, Everybody, let's keep this conversation going. 
hashtag SBPodcast on your social media channels to reach out and leave comments and reviews. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for SBE Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. We're also, of course, online at www.spe.org slash podcasts. I'm Adam Wilson. Thank you for listening.